Welcome, traveler. You have entered the realm of adventure. Prepare yourself for tales from beyond the dice. Beyond the Dice is a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast set in a cyberpunk city called New Etika. I am your Dungeon Master Luke and your players are... Jeff! I'm back! <laughs> um, I play Gage, a level 3 wizard who has a tab back into the run sheet. <laughs> I'm Peter, I'm playing Speaks, level 3 officer. It's the same every week. This is Trav, from <laughs> Little Moss, I'm a level 3 monk. I'm angry. It's alive. I mean, episode 2, you, were, you weren't level 3. So, no, shut your bum. Anyway. What was I? change it. Don't, can't you see well, then why that did it you goes put it on the level run 1 to level 2, then to level 3, finally? Have you not noticed? I thought we started level 3. Yeah, we... <sighs> have, you, have, have you not leveled up your character, Trav? No, he has. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> okay. So, just, just um, start the game. Uh, <laughs> would you guys like to roll a d20 for me? And the lowest can tell me what happened last time on Beyond oh, the Dice. Really, really no. Oh, I rolled a 16. Mm. Very good, sir. Moss, 5. <laughs> okay. Age 2. <laughs> oh, I totally thought I was going to have to do it this time. That's uh, also, welcome back, Jeff. Yeah, welcome back, Jeff, who wasn't yeah. here last time. So good luck <laughs> recounting the story. Well, luckily for you guys, I listened to the episode right before we started. Awesome. Alright, so give us a summary of what happened last time. Okay. That's good, because I was here last time and I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> so I can explain in detail. I'll get it. Oh, anyway, so went to the bowling alley and you guys absolutely decimated everyone that was there. Um, and, or, or, sorry, outside. So the fight went over two episodes um, trying to save Spigs' wife. Gleam? List. Gleam? List. Son. Oh. Man. <laughs> oh no. Okay, so trying to say, trying to see, shows how much I paid attention. All right, so trying to save Glist, um, you kicked everyone's ass outside, and then inside, uh, it kind of went well, but it went well for both both parties, and the evil edict of Iron Guide managed to take Glist away. Also, just because we were talking about it earlier, um, Travis, your character, um, uh, names, man, little Moss. Um, Little Moss, Little Moss <laughs> went and I, I see. I know what he did, but I don't know his name. So Little Moss went and did the splits and tried to punch. <laughs> he tried to punch, but instead he caressed. Then he managed to kick the taint. Then he tried to caress again and missed again. <laughs> then later ran past another guy, did a slide, and then hit and then caressed the back of their thigh. To which then um, Spigs shot that guy, but he wasn't sure if. If he shot the guy to make it fall over, or if Little Moss, like, tickling and caressing, managed to knock the person over. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't so, sure. While was you guys bad. were all trying to figure out who was who was tickled, who fell over, um, your wife got away. <laughs> <laughs> and definitely, after after that episode, Moss was, Little Moss was going to open up Little Massage Parlor. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Little Moss's Little Massage. And chainsaw right. ass or something. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, because Luke's like, I'm gonna have to edit all this shit. Nah, I didn't edit any of it. I left all the tank talk in and all the bathroom talk. Yeah, that's true. All the bathroom talk. <laughs> what? 
about me going to the toilet. Right. Watch the episode. Yeah, listen to, <laughs> listen to our podcast. How about that? Yeah, far out, man. So we know where we've left our, our mercenary boys. And uh, let's start with a, a little scene. It's a, a dark alleyway. One of the darker places. Or the shadowy places in Darkhaven. And we see two red tail lights of an old muscle car. The lights go out. The engine turns off. A figure gets out of the car. He makes his way towards a fire exit on the side of the building. He grabs the ladder, pulling it down with his cybernetic arm. He then begins to climb, and he makes his way up this this fire exit off the side of a building. As he goes up each level, you know, there's a window on every level of a different scene. There's uh, two half-orcs playing some sort of video game system laughing uh, with a couple of beers in front of them. The next is a half-elf family all eating around the table. The next after that is a human um, with dumbbells, uh, a sweatband across his head and his arms or on his wrists, I should say, watching the television and doing star jumps. And as this man, this figure, climbs this fire escape, he gets to the top of the building. There's a a, um, a small cell tower with a satellite dish. And from this satellite dish, there are huge thick cables that are running along the, um, the cell tower up to the top and then hanging across the alleyway and connected to the building across from it up the wall towards another cell tower with a bigger radio dish. And this figure makes his way towards a little box um, on the side of this first cell tower. He turns the handle downwards, opens the door up. There's a whole bunch of fuses and connection points, tiny little screens and blinking lights. He kneels down in the rain. And Gage, what do you do? Um, Gage connects to the unit. Uh, He's trying to track packet data that was sent from the previous um the previous systems in place like like so he's yeah he's trying to get access to find out the most recent uh data point that that has the info ah sorry i was gonna go i was gonna go from where i started let me start again um so gauge opens the box um, and he's connecting to it to try and find out more information about the video that was sent from the edict of Aya. They brought that broadcast. Okay, yeah, cool, the, cool. Basically, the broadcast, because it got transmitted and sent every single... Like, it got sent in all directions at all times. He's trying to find out as much information as possible to uh, about the packet data. Because if it hit... Like, let's say it hit where it did for us, but it didn't hit everywhere at all times packets still take a certain amount of data packets still take a certain amount of time to go across the internet so he's trying to get as much information from as many points as possible to try and triangulate where the signal's coming from yeah so this is probably like the 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 second or third place that you've gone to tonight um 
and uh, to get this information, um, you know that it's a lot better for you to actually physically plug in. So, what does that look like? Um, Gage opens the box, and it's rather it's it, it can be rather simple. Um, he he opens he grabs his hand and he opens like um, his middle finger and his left finger. I'll say that again. He opens his middle finger and his left finger and connects it directly into the ports on the system. And then, along with that, he uses his um, remote access. Uh, basically, having direct access to the system can allow him to try and uh, get more information off the hard drives quicker and to be able to do like a full sweep of the, of the hard drive to see if anything's been deleted. Alright, so I want you to roll um, an Arcana. Uh, for for hacking to see how well you 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 know the like if you can access this network um, and then you we'll and then and we'll go from there yeah twenty one all right so you find another piece um, of an address of a a little tiny piece of data that has a, what, the same signature or the same IP address or, or sort of base coding or what what is it what do you find so, so, so basically like the the, I, the base IP address from the signal that was brute forced into the system um, along with the timestamp so the timestamps which are synced across the network um, give me a more accurate time of how long it took the signal to get here from its transmission point yep and as you guys know, like the broadcast hit every screen, every radio station, um, everything. It, it it hit everything, and that's a big deal. Every every Fitbit. Every every augment. No. Um, <laughs> let let me try. Let me try. Like every every AI, every lawnmower, every sprinkler system, oh. every aquaponics system, every house, every camera, every light globe, every toaster, every washing machine, every single thing that had a screen and could translate the information, translated what the edict of I people said. Not only did it hit every HomePod, every single device, like it hit people's um, in in their brains, like transmitted into their eyes. Like everyone saw this; they didn't have a choice. People with different speakers. Um, and different speakers in the house and how the message received like it just broadcast over everything all at once S- some people couldn't take it um, yeah yeah so so gage is collecting pieces um, of that and let's say that you get your information um, now I want you to roll an investigation to see how you can put all those pieces together so you in your AR you bring up all these screens and Roll your investigation to see how well you do at piecing all these packets together to get some some raw data out of it. Or refined Se- data, or whatever you would get. 17. 17. Um, that's a pass. And so, what do you... What, what does Gage want to learn? What do you think is something that's not too overpowered? Um, in, in the, you know, we obviously he's not going to learn, like, who is the Edict of Aya and what are, their, what are their bank details and how can I have their money? Like... But what is some fair information that um, that that you want, Gage, that I can give you? Um, I want to know if the information came from a single source, where it came from, um, as as much of an error as possible, either a direct 
a direct area or the closest like ISP or the connection to the instant like the the broadcasting host um, or if it was sent from multiple locations like or multiple sources like a distributed denial of service attack um, kind of like a lot of starting points um, to, to basically root out the source of the transmission or if possible any kind of um, identification to the hacker that did this you know any anything that would resemble a calling card okay cool so as you're piecing this um, this information together you find that it came from uh, it came from a, a certain ISP um, through Sunfarer Systems which is the uh, they're, they're a major software company. They do all the traffic management and a whole bunch of AI and that sort of thing. So it's a, it came through a, uh, you could say a child company um, of theirs. And it's called um, Epoch Technologies. E-P-O-C-H Technologies. And it seems to be coming from... In Darkhaven, um, but Darkhaven is a pretty large area, um, and when you cross-reference the location or the IP address, you find that when you did some research on the hotel that you heard about of the Edict of Ayer, you realise that it has um, the same address. So it's coming from that hotel. The, the one that we um, attacked? No, no, no. The So when you had your solo episodes and you went and interrogated that um, that drug dealer in the alleyway, uh, yep, yep. he told you about uh, like a, a, a hotel that the Edict of Ayer had purchased and has turned into like a, a casino-like place. Yep. Um, it's you did some small research on it, um, and you you can you know that it's coming from that location. All right, cool. Which you're you're guessing is probably their home base. Yeah, from piecing that information together. Okay. So from here, or or should I try and find out more information about that place uh, back at like my own place? Um, no, you know that this place is called Vice. You know where it is. Um, you did a quick surveillance check with some, some cameras. So you hacked some cameras to check out, um, the, the, the front and the surrounding areas of Vice. And you couldn't get anything inside. They have a very, very strong security system in there. It seems like somebody, um, that works for them is an incredible hacker of some sort they've been able to pretty much um, put a face recognition scrambler over everybody who enters or comes out of vice so every time you hacked into a camera to look at vice when you first heard about it every face was scrambled and pixelated when they came in or out no matter who they were if they were a um, just a patron of, of said place if they were a gangster if they were a police officer uh, or security guard or delivery man, their face was scrambled. You couldn't see who they were. Um, you could find no trace of any software that had been installed into the camera or anything like that. It's just 
there. So, Gage, you are making your way down the fire exit on the side of the building. Oh, man, I and knew I should have gotten further fall. Yep. <laughs> you trip and you fall to the ground, slamming into your car. A nuclear explosion goes off and everyone in the city dies. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Dice, guys. Uh, thanks for being <laughs> my GG, friend. Well played. <laughs> this is why Gage had to come to this city, because he blew up the last one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, no. So you you make your way down that um, the fire escape. You get down to the the base, jump down to your car. You get in, and you you call your friends. So Spigs, you're in the alleyway. Actually, sorry, just just meta really quickly. Did Gage leave? When did Gage leave? When everyone was heading off to save Spigs' family? And he just, yeah, that's you, when yeah. he bowed. Okay. All right. yep. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Right. Coming back. Spigs, you are in the alleyway. Rain is falling down all over you. You are being soaked by the downpour. Next to you, little Moss is standing there. Cortain to your left. You see that the, the truck with the six wheels, the turbo, the Edict of Aya operative drives. Speed off down the alleyway, turning the corner, disappearing into the night. Cortain turns to you you look at him he has a worried look on his face he puts his finger up to his ear where his communicator is he turns to you and he says I've got to go my family's in danger Cortain runs back inside he runs through and down the bowling alleys past all the bowling balls past all of the arcade machines smashing the front door the opposite way that it was bent inwards. He runs to one of the thrashers. That's the the gang that you guys defeated out the front of Strike Zone, the bowling alley. He jumps into one of their cars, presses the ignition button, puts it into reverse, plants his foot to the ground. Smoke billows up into the air as he reverses over the corpses of those that you defeated outside. Spins the car forward and speeds through the car park out onto the street, away from the strike zone bowling alley. Spigs, Little Moss, you both get a notification. Uh, And in your AR, in your augmented reality, in your goggles and your sunglasses for you, Spigs, for you, Little Moss, your sunglasses, it says that Gage is calling you. I... I don't know. I artfully like take my hand and nudge my sunglasses and like shift them a little and that's the way that I answer the phone hello speaks moss is everything okay what's going on you better have some you better have some good news you run away the, the one minute when needed you where have you been there's taint everywhere man taint everywhere I've been trying to find out who did this to us and I think I'm onto something how's your family well Clem is okay, but Gliss has been kidnapped. The Edict of I have taken her away. We find where she is now. I need. We need to get her. All right. Look, I think I know. I might know where they're taking her, but we can't just barge in. This is going to be very dangerous. We have to figure something out. Uh, meet me at this location. And Gage sends a. GPS location to somewhere nearby the hotel. Alright, cool. 
Can we meet somewhere that's a safe distance away? Like, so that we can plan? How much time do you want to take? Do you want to follow them now? Or do you yeah. want them to to be more secure or possibly move us somewhere else? Nah, let's just follow. So, um, Spigs, Little Moss, I'm guessing you go back to Spigs' truck? Yeah. Cool. Yep. As you're, um, as you're making your way back through the uh, bowling alley, you see, uh, you know, the various people that you've dispatched inside the, on the lanes um, and about the place. And you pass them. You continue out to, um, towards the truck out in the car park. One of the cars is gone. Obviously, the one that Cortain took. The other car, the boot must have been shot in the battle and it's pried open. Can you both roll a little perception check for me? Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, both do it. Do it good. Perception. Yes. That is a 11. Okay, uh, for me, it's a 19. All right, as you're passing, Spigs pays no attention to it, but Little Moss, you see a whole bunch of brand new products in cases. They look like they've been stolen because they're completely brand new and they seem a little too good for these thrashers or these, these this gang, uh, these street thugs. Are they, um, are they wigs? No, they're not wigs. But, Little Moss, as you open up the boot because they, they catch your eye being half open, you see that there's some brand new um, sunglasses in the... Uh, um, it's still in the packet, like in this box. There are some um, big, heavy, a big, heavy case that says Iron Tide Industries on it. Big, heavy case with a, a handle. You see uh, another case, very similar. It says Oak Helm Cybernetics. It has a logo of a um, like an old school battle helmet with two horns. But when the the horns curve up, it turns into like uh, tree limbs. Uh, you also see. Um, what else do you see? Hold on. Let me just quickly... Oh, and a whole bunch of, like, ammo cases. Do you so want to... Oak wanna... helm and iron side. Yep, and then some sunglasses by Epoch Technologies. They look sexy. Do you want to take them? No, I'm not about that. I don't, I don't proffer stolen goods. Uh, if you want me to meta right now, these are magic items. Oh, I take them. <laughs> no, you <laughs> just said you didn't. Well, would Little Moss do it? I don't think he would. Really? Not even these sunglasses? He just, he just killed people. It's like, oh, no, I'm not going to take his glasses. Well, I'll take his life. Wait, oh, are they are they bad people? Yeah. Yeah, they were the bad guys that you killed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. New shades, right. baby. New shades. Okay, so you, as you open this up, you see these um, these three cases and some ammo boxes. Um, the ammo boxes is just r- random ammos for different types of guns. Um, you can t- take, uh, you could probably take the cases, all all of the um, the two cases and the sunglasses, or you can take the ammo boxes. You can choose. Two cases and the sunglasses. All right, cool. Um, Spigs, you climb up into your truck. You're looking out, and you see. Uh, Little Moss carrying all of this stuff. He uh, opens the door, balancing these these cases in one hand, uh, climbs up, and um, yeah, what wh- what do you say? 
Uh, as he closes the door where, and there's where, all these where, boxes. Where'd you get that? Oh, I just saw some snazzy sunnies, mate. So you open up this box. Um, now, these glasses are called ARV Waymaker Shades. Yeah. They are made by Epoch Technologies. You read the back of the packet, and it basically tells you the, the say, magical properties, if you will. These, these are obviously technology. In D&D, it would be a magic item. Uh, it's classed as a magic item for 5th edition. Um, but it's technology. It's not actual magic in these classes. So, for the minor properties, once per round, the user can alter what the lenses on these glasses look like. They can facilitate transparent glass, reflective glass, images, patterns, and short videos or GIFs, if you will. <laughs> Oh, it's like it's like Homer in the jury duty where he's got the, like the open eyes painted on it and he's yeah. sleeping underneath <laughs> <laughs> while wearing these glasses you gain the following benefits plus one to perception checks plus one to persuasion checks and once per day you can use this um, this sort of ability these glasses have called hypnotic style so once per day the wearer can use the spell called friends and it does not consume a spell slot. Nice. And I'll um, I will. Are the friends inside the glasses? Are they like little sprites that like he has no, to communicate with? It only has. It's only linked to one YouTube video, and it's the like the starting video of Friends. Don't you fucking stop the recording? <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's like he'll hear a, he'll hear like, and like he'll be like pause, 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 pause. Oh, that's good. That's funny. You have to clap every time you use. Wait, 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 wait. Moss has friends. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, Not anymore. Now you've got these cool glasses. Are you gonna like open this other shit as well? Oh, oh, as okay. Spigs, as Spigs, you speed off down the street towards his location. Um, Gage sends you a GPS location to drive towards. A diner on your on your windscreen. Uh, another diner. Are you sure you want to go to one? Um, <laughs> on your windscreen, the little holographic GPS location shows up, and you follow it there. I open um, up the other boxes. Cool. So the Iron Tide Industries, um, which has the logo, is like. A crashing wave, but in the curl of the wave, sort of at the base of it, there's like an anvil. Um, oh, okay, I get it. That's fun. Yep. Yeah. Um, the you see some boots now. They are a tan color, mm-hmm. um, and they are combat boots. Now, just for meta once again, not all of these items are designed for you, um, so you can distribute them amongst your friends if you wish to. Oh, we should get the boots to Spigs. <laughs> it's like shut up you you didn't even see them you imperceptible bastard so um, as you it was, was in character though so as you open it up there's like the, sh- the boots are in there and there's this foam all around it there's this um this sort of metal plate on top of the foam and it says tread soft combat boots so the wearer gains plus two to stealth checks you need it while wearing these <laughs> I there definitely is a... don't. I'm the stealth master. That's true. Not, not last time he failed. 
There is a small holster for a a pistol. This holster is not concealed. When you are wearing these boots, you gain the following benefits, as well as the plus two to stealth. Plus five foot movement. Plus two athletics checks and saving throws. Plus two constitution checks if running, sorry, if running long distances. And you can use this or this this these boots have an ability called an extra blade for a gunfight. These boots can conceal one small blade such as a dagger, combat knife, or kunai. The small blade is hidden within the boot. If someone attempts to search for the boot, sorry, if somebody attempts to search the boot for the blade, they must roll a DC 12 perception or investigation check to find it. That's pretty that's some pretty damn good boots. Yep, some cool boots. Yeah, but for whom? Could be for Gage or Cortain. Yeah, I was thinking... Or take it back to Spiggs' workshopping and spray them black for you and you can wear them too. That's true. You could be totally geared up. Um, You throw or you put the the case down uh, and you open up the next one, the Oak Helm Cybernetics, and you see that there's a little pamphlet in here and it says Z45, Defender Combat Gauntlets or Gloves. You guys can choose if they're if they're thick metallic gauntlets or if they're um, sort of slimline gloves. The minor properties: the wearer gains plus two to strength saving throws. Um, kinetic energy bolt: these gauntlets slowly gather kinetic energy as they are used. When connected to your com link, the user can discharge the kinetic energy with their sort of. Um, you know, with their with their it's connected to their software of their AR and all that sort of stuff. Uh, two small dis- discharger cannons extend from the wrist, and the wearer can use the magic missile spell once per day. <clears throat> they also have the ability called Defender. When the bearer attunes to this weapon, if they connect it to their comlink, their AR network, they must choose a being in their mind or they must choose a, um, a, a, a an ally in their, in their AR system. Henceforth, if the wearer is within five feet of the chosen being or the chosen person, they must they may use their reaction to impose disadvantage on an attack roll against the chosen person. And they cannot do this Again, until they have finished a long or short rest. I reckon that the gauntlet should go to Gage. That the... Well, Peter doesn't actually have any feet, so he can't... What? He can't really have boots. Oh. I'm Gage. (laughs) Yeah, no, you get the gauntlets. I thought I get the shoes. No, Cortain gets the shoes. Okay. What do you mean? You're the Comlink magic missile guy. Yeah, it's a, it's a gift. All right, all right. It's and a, and a, Spigs Spigs gets the sunglasses. No, Ross <laughs> gets the sunglasses. He already Spigs got a get, pair of sunglasses. Spigs gets his wife back. You bastard! Like, <laughs> That's his fucking gift. <laughs> you better get it back. You get if a I gift don't. I'm coming back for those glasses. <laughs> do you have a link for that item, Luke? Uh, I will. I will give you the links um, in just a second. Was it? Was it, sorry. Was it to take? Was it to take a hit 
I kind of was it. Oh, dis- uh, you so like um, you pretty much make somebody take disadvantage. Like you, so say uh, a goblin is attacking um, or shooting little moss. If he's next to you, if he's within five feet of you, you create or you impose disadvantage on that attack so you know you if it's a a, a sword you might like oh, sorry, he's recording you might like push out your hand and it creates you know you can flavor either magic or something to um to you know gives disadvantage to the creature as it attacks your ally okay i, I don't know if um, gage would want the uh, the gauntlets because it's gonna go over his arm which he uses for a lot of his attacks like electrocution and stuff like that well we can always say it's um a single gauntlet okay all right oh, cool. uh, a single glove of love <laughs> yeah so uh, can I we can't... make it some kind of gourd like <laughs> he wears it over his penis <sighs> Isn't a gourd uh, like a? That's that. That's it. That's something just, else. Just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that right. is that Jeff giving up? Hey, was that just the sound of Jeff giving up? Yep. <laughs> when he opened that can, he's just like, "All right, we're done." <laughs> Next drink. <laughs> All right. So as little moss, you pull up. Um, sorry, as Spigs, you pull up to this location. That, oh, can um... I pull up? Can I pull up? And I have googly eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. You. So the car pulls up. The window's down. Gage, you're waiting. Um, out like you're leaning up against your car. There's like all this steam coming up from a vent. Yes. It, the rain is not as heavy as it was. It's sort of slight, sort of lightly falling, but it's still there and it's still making everything damp and moist. Spigs rocks up. Little Moss's window is down, and as Spigs breaks, sort of um. Suddenly, you know, next to your car, you see that Little Moss has these glasses on with googly eyes, and as he breaks, they rattle around. (laughs) 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 So, well, Spigs. Does he he have his veer on? Do they come like out, like 3D wise, from his like face? No, they're just like on the lens. They're like, they're like, has like video screens on the lenses. Spigs, as as you're getting out of the car, you get a call. Out of, the, out of the truck. Out of the truck, sorry. Yeah, as you're getting out of Chev, the truck, you get another call in your AR, and you see that it is from unknown source. Uh, before it dials out, I quickly cannot get um Gage to, like, trace it. Yeah, tell him. Tell him. Uh, someone's calling me. Can you do your thing? Do you have any ports in your legs? Uh, he's got goggles. That's what he's getting called on. All right. So um, he opens his fingers and just directly connects into his goggles. So you like in your fingers, do you have like a patch cable or something that you connect in or what is it? Yes. Cool. So you pull out this tiny thin like fiber fiber optic cable sort of thing and you plug it into the side of Spigs' goggles. Um, and he spits the, 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 the only the only port is directly in the bridge of the nose. <laughs> no, in, so no, no, like no! You're... I have to stick my fingers in in your nose, like yeah, <laughs> Ew. The, right. yeah. It goes over my nose, but yeah, the, the port is in the nose holes. No, the port is in my belly. Oh! oh! As I pour another glass. <laughs> um. So, Spigs, do you um do you answer the phone, sir? 
Once he's connected, uh, he like you give me the sign gauge. Can I can I go? He nods. Answers. Yeah, he answers. Just just before it. Uh, also, I rolled a seventeen. In on tracking it. In Ar- yeah, in Arcana. Oh yeah. Damn it. Yep. yep. Cool. Uh, hello. Ah, uh, Spigs, is it? You call me? Yes, I'm just making sure that our intel is correct. We have your wife. Turbo has Give it, give, give it back to me. Excuse me, Spigs. You don't want to interrupt me right now because Turbo here has a pistol pointed directly at your wife's face. And unless you want this room painted with her brains, you will shut your mouth and you will listen. In two days, we will send you the location for where you are to meet us. Unless you find us before then, which I highly doubt because you are a group of amateurs. If you do find us before then, ask for me. My name is Brax. And then he hangs up. Did you did you get anything? Yeah, Gage, what you um when you were when you were like trying to trace this call, yep. it was bouncing all over cell towers and um breakers and stuff all over the city let's let's say that you you were focusing so hard on this that you you it's like when when you hack sometimes you go into this place uh, and, and it's consistent across most really good hackers that they go into like um kind of like a vr if you will so you're there typing away you're you're tracking you're tracing and you get these glimpses of places you're in. There is this uh, this dark hallway. The walls are um, sort of flashing panels from black. Like they, they, they flash like a, a sky blue. It disappears all the way down the hallway. The floor as well. You suddenly see a figure in front of you as it flashes down the hallway. Um, they're all sort of like pixelated and made of code. This this figure. Yep. And um, you see a smile, and they say in like a distorted voice, "I got ya." And then everything is scrambled. You sort of stumble back. The port comes out. The last location that you could ping off was somewhere kind of near Vice. But you don't know if it was random or not. Somebody counterhacked you. Yeah. Mm. Um, so did you get anything? Gage takes. He pulls back and he takes his the, his the top, the tip of his um middle finger, and you hear like a, a subtle click, and he takes it off and then puts it this puts it in his pocket. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what you, you just what? just give me the finger? <laughs> it's. I can't. It's the it's the middle finger. It's now. It doesn't work if it's not as long as the other fingers. I didn't give you the finger. Um, I got something, but it doesn't look like it. It looks close to where I think they are, but I couldn't get an accurate lockdown. Um, actually, whoever I think whoever did the transmission, they also did this. Uh, it's their their counter hacking. They they make they're watching for me. We need to be more careful about this in the future. 
but at my best guess, their advice. So, is that the place we're going? Is that you had information before? Yeah. Let's let's uh maybe not speak here. Let's jump like let's at least jump in the back of your van so that we can. I think Moss is confused. He has question marks over his glasses. <laughs> so, do not talk to me about my glasses. Speaks only has Speaks truck only has one cabin. There's only a room for really two. Um, Unless uh, you know, little Moss wants to ride along. Oh, uh, there's what's what's in the back of the truck though? Like, is it just a Ute or, or is it enclosed? Oh, because- we have we got not enough time for you to check out my back of my truck. It's like a, right. it's like um it's got like these big things and all tools and shit in there pretty much and gadgets and shit. Okay, so not enough room for us to just stand and talk without anyone overhearing. Nah. I'll just roll but, in the back while you guys talk. So Spigs, it's pretty much up to you. Like I I'm pretty sure I know where they are, but do you want to go knocking on the front door? Do you want us all to go knocking on the front door? What do you want to do? Well, he did kind of give us an invitation. Makes it a lot easier to kill us. Well, you know, I'm only half a man, so might as well give him the rest of it. I was thinking about that. Why don't you make longer legs and be a full man? You, <laughs> you could do that quite easily. Anyway, well, he's a full he's a full dwarf. He's a full dwarf, but he could, you know, he could just make himself <laughs> taller. Yeah, but could you imagine? Could you imagine a like a D and D dwarf, but with human legs? Like their 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 torso and arms are still the same dwarf length. That would look fucked up. It'd be great. All right. Look, look, it's easier when you're the same size as your partner. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Wait. All right. Wait, you- uh, another thing is, if if they you know, you know that they're probably not going to kill you. Otherwise, they probably they would have just killed Glist. Um. Oh, I got this amazing you, idea. If they, they haven't killed you, us yet, get their shit back. They haven't killed us yet, so why don't we just go and like they would have killed us beforehand? I just had this I, this voice come in my head before. <laughs> That's the DM. It's the voice of reason. Okay, Penises. look. All right, what we'll do? Um, let's. Uh, I'll record a message and we'll send it to uh, Cortain. And he can, like, if we don't come out by the time... Like, where's Quartain? <laughs> oh, he had some uh, family issues. You know how I've got family issues? He's got family issues. Oh, okay. So you got all angry at me for not being there when you needed me. And then you let his family... Okay, no problem. All right. So... <laughs> he was there at the start, all right? Okay. He at least put some effort in. Whatever you putting in for him. I'll let him go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's um we'll record a message for him and you can send it. Uh, let him know and I'll send along the GPS location so he can get his boys to come save our ass if something goes wrong. So so what do you wanna say? Uh I'm going to advice. Come help us if you don't hear from us. Cool. You press send. Done. The GPS location goes along with it. Done. Do you want to take the van? Let's. The truck? Truck. Van. Let's go. No, I'm dwarf, not a man. Let's go. All right. <laughs> all right. You all climb into the truck. 
Is little moths. Scintillating role play. You jump onto the back like you did as they uh, as you took Woo! off towards the bowling alley. Yeah. Speaks a little bit too fast and his sunglasses fly off. They break on the ground. <laughs> no, Don't right, role so play my sunglasses. <laughs> you, you pull up out the front of the hotel. Oh, can I can I can I ask something of um, Gage while we're like in the cabin and is outside? Yeah. Hey, uh, I know this is a bit of a serious situation, but can you like totally hack his sunglasses? Uh, well, I was thinking about that, but we don't really have time. Um, I thought maybe that the where did you get the sunglasses? I didn't get them. Little Moss got them. Little Moss, where did you get the sunglasses? Yelled out the window. Yeah, <laughs> I was seeing one's out the window. Moss, where did you get the sunglasses? Oh, that was terrible. I found them. The bad guys had them. Pa- pass them here. No, they're mine. Look, maybe... Kidnap the other things. They might have login information that we could use to access their systems. You see the you see in the front seat, Gage, um, there's like a plastic wrapping that's been ripped off in the brand new box. All right, opens it. Well, what's... So this stuff's from them too? What, did you go shopping? It looks all, all new. All right. You can take whichever one you want. One? You can take both if yeah, you so like. Don't take my sunglasses, you bitch. All right. Uh, is you, are you wearing them? And you're outside? All right. Gage is going to take both for now. All right. So you put the boots on and the glove. Yep. yep. Okay. Um, so That's... you are out front of the hotel now. After you, like, Gage, you finish up um, strapping the boots on. You, you, the, you put the glove on and you're stretching it. You pull up out the front in a um, in a loading dock out the front of the hotel. The hotel looks old on the outside. The paint, which is sort of this beige color with some red and orange sort of uh, poles and that sort of thing, is peeling. There is a large sky blue neon side size. Sorry, a large sky blue neon sign above it in like a cursive 80s writing that says vice you all exit the vehicle you walk up to the hotel there are some bouncers and guards out the front but they're just letting sort of anyone in you walk inside but inside this old old hotel is something you've never seen before kind of looks like what you expect one of the um, the broadside strips would be like. So the broad broadside in New Etica is like the Las Vegas section of the city. Before you, you see a casino. There are bars and lounges and people laughing and sipping away at their drinks in these plushy booths around circular tables with these sort of adornments on the tables. Lights and globes hanging from the roof, setting an amber light uh, across this sort of lobby area. Beyond those bars and lounges, you see an army of slot machines and a cacophony of sounds and noises screaming out all at random intervals. People sitting at them, pressing buttons, pulling levers collecting coins it looks like that beyond these arcade machines or (laughs) sorry beyond these slot machines beyond the slot machines beyond the dice beyond the slot machines 
you see uh, tables, people playing card games, roulette and the like. It looks like the first three levels of this building have uh, been converted into huge balconies with lounges and gambling tables above you. And they're all looking down at the, the bottom floor that you're on and this sprawling casino ground. As you're walking up towards some of the booths um, and bars and you're looking around in awe because everything in here is of high quality. There is nothing that has marks on it. There is nothing that has graffiti or scratches or peeling paint. This is all beautiful, brand new work. You are stopped as there is a contingency of security guards flanking a familiar half-orc. His white blonde hair is slicked back, an unlit cigar sitting in the corner of his mouth, and a simple eye patch sitting over his... uh, his left eye and now the simple eye patch is a bit of an odd sight these days you would expect somebody to have some sort of augmented eye or uh, or, or something of the like or some sort of cybernetic implant his arms are crossed over his black bulletproof vest and last time you saw him his arms were weren't covered they were out and you saw these muscles and a few tattoos but now he's covered in a, a black long sleeve shirt buttoned up all the way to the neck his dark, shortly cropped beard um, sort of clashes a little with his slick, blonde, white hair. He's smirking and shaking his head. He takes the cigar out of his mouth and says, <laughs> You lot must be the luckiest group of mercs to have worked in this fucking city. You've crossed us twice now. Follow me. And uh, you guys remember him from the, the first mission you went on together when you delivered that van to those people in the warehouse and there was a, a half-orc that was telling you guys how you should be doing your job as a mercenary, that you should stand in front of a fridge if you have been um, hired to stand in front of a fridge. You're not supposed to open the fridge. You're not supposed to take a, a sip of milk or take a beer. Yeah, You're supposed because... to just fucking stand there. Because then the milk would shoot you in the chest with an arrow. Correct. (laughs) Um, So he's there. He says, Follow me. And begins to walk away. As he goes to put his cigar back in his mouth, he stops, he turns, stabs at the air at Spigs, because you're still holding the thunder cannon, and he says, Oh yeah, no guns. Don't be fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, are you, are you Brax? That's me. I was just walking out amongst the floor and I, I saw you enter. You're not as, uh, you're not as amateur as I thought you would be. Congratulations. Now, like I said, shut your mouth. Follow me. You walk through the casino floor. So, sorry, do we, do we all hand over our weapons? Not yet. Okay. Oh, sorry, continue. You passed some of the bars towards um, two swinging doors as um, waiters and, and um, employees move through the doors. They move out of the way as they see Brax and this contingency of probably like eight guys um, surrounding you and moving towards these doors. You pass through them, through the doors, into a hallway. 
On the right, there is a large kitchen, people busy at their work, cooking, and flames are shooting off stoves as people are throwing some stuff in woks and people are taking things out of ovens. On the left, there are various closed doors. Um, as you continue down this hallway, you leave the sounds of the casino behind and you hear nothing but the echoing of your footsteps and the humming of fluorescent lights above you. You turn a few corners and you arrive at some stairs leading down. There are four more guards with assault rifles waiting at the top of the stairs next to a big sort of laundry um, basket on wheels. They move aside as you all approach. One of the... Um, the guard says, uh, Leave your weapons here. Or, uh, or she dies. He uh, points to the laundry trolley and he pats it. Gage shrugs, takes out his pistol and puts it puts it down. So you, you throw it into a, um, a mess of um, used towels and... Fouled linen. Yeah, all that sort of shit. Moss has no weapons other than his mighty, mighty um, cannons. Wit. Um, cannons. He, they cut your arms off when they put it in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Just like bleeding out. And they're like, don't forget his legs. And they cut your legs off and put it in there too. It is merely a flesh wound. Yeah, it's just a flesh wound. <laughs> I cut no, your bloody legs cut. off. They cut his head as well because of his mouth. Come here and I'll bite your ankles. The guards, the guards pat you down. They find no weapons on you because you didn't put anything in there. They pat you down, Gage. Do they find any other knives? Nope. Uh, or anything like that? Uh, though, unless the only thing is the gloves that I just, the gauntlets that I just put on. Nah, they're not weapons. They're just gauntlets. Cool. Spigs. Well, are they gloves or, or gauntlets? He drops the thunder cannon into the trolley. Uh, any other bits and pieces? Pistols or anything like that? Actually, you gave your pistol to um, Little Moss and I think you threw it at some point. <laughs> probably at somebody's tank. Yeah, probably. <laughs> As they pat you down, they find no other weapons on you or no other conventional weapons. You move down the stairs. Yeah, they're sort of stairs that go down. There's like a small platform and then you go down again towards uh, underneath of where you first entered so you head down the stairs into the basement level you see on the on the wall there is like a, a plastic sign that says basement there are hallways that lead back underneath the very halls you pass through just just before and the lights are a dull green down here there are countless pipes and cabling that run across the walls and the roof you pass a multitude of steel doors, some of them rusted, some of them painted. And the half-orc, who's leading you, stops at one of those doors. He twists the wheel crank on the door. There's a big click and a clank and a clunk, and he pushes it open. He uh, motions you inside. And as you hesitate, you make your way into the room. You see this cement rectangle this, this this room in the basement pipes run across the roof horizontally there is a single light above 
person who is handcuffed and taped to a chair. The light is sending an amber spotlight down on them. There is a black cloth over her head and her deep red hair is tied back in a plait and is resting over the back of the chair. She's facing the, um, the left wall. And you see a man that you know, a familiar man, <coughs> Turbo, wearing his cowboy hat and a smirk, bulletproof vest. He's standing next to her and he has a pistol pointed at her head. He grins at you all. His lip is uh, bleeding slightly and you can see that his eye, his right eye, is um, developing into quite a bruise, probably from the, the, the combat and the tackling and such that went on earlier in the last episode of Beyond the Dice. There are two high-powered lights set up on either side of two tables along the left wall. <laughs> there are three lights! There are three <laughs> lights. <laughs> no, there are only two lights. Okay. But are there? A small surgical trolley sits against the wall next to another wooden bench table. Up against the wall, the half-orc says to you. Touch anything, and she dies first. Turbo grins and nods, and he pushes the pistol right against the back of Glist's head. The guards shove you towards the direction of the right side of the room. You all make your way over against the wall. The guards line up in front of the... Um, the wooden table and the surgical table facing you in front of these bright lights shining across against the other side of the room. Turbo turns the chair that Glist's sitting on, pulls the hood off. She's sitting there, tears streaming down her face, an angry scowl. She looks up and uh, she spits, or she tries to spit, but her mouth is gagged with a rag that's been tied tight. The half-orc walks up, pointing to you all, and uh, says... Remain calm. You do anything, you're all dead. And he puts his finger, points it to the roof. All of the guards, the eight guards or so that were, that were uh, sort of escorting you, pull up SMGs and point them at you, um, as well as at Glister's... Uh, as well as Glist. Turbo... Walks to the far side of the room, leans against the wall, and starts to light a cigarette. Through the door. Wait, can I can I interrupt for a sec? Yeah, yeah. Can okay. I can gauge? No, don't don't do it. Don't whatever you do, don't do it. All right. So gauge okay, gauge looks gauge looks at um, Spigs and lifts his eyebrows. And what does Spigs do? He shakes his head. Okay. He doesn't do anything. Through the door, a figure walks in, dressed in a incredibly fine charcoal suit, black shirt, black tie, a slender man, but not skeletal or gaunt. Not the slender man? <laughs> nah, not oh, okay. the slender man. Okay, good. Oh, a, a slender man walks in. He's got a, um, a, a small, uh, sort of white, gray, or, or I say, I would say graying goatee, tips of white through it. His hair is slicked back and is slightly receding. He has some, some glasses sitting on his nose bridge. His hands are clasped together 
and he walks up into the room and he says so you are all those uh, those mercenaries who broke into my club we have Spigston Dancer, as I've learned your name to be. We have a mystery man. That's me. Points, points to Gabe. Oh. <laughs> he nods. I still have Google. And I still have googly eyes. We have this <laughs> foolish half orc. Spigston Dancer. Would you name your friends here for me? Oh, I was about to say, he doesn't have any friends. Um, <clears throat> this is uh, Little Moss, the one with the glasses. Hey! And this one. I don't know his last name. All I know is his name is Gage. Uh, that, that, that is my last name. Wait, Gage. your name is Gage Gage. Gage Gage. Well, it is a pleasure to make your acquaintance, Gage, Little Moss, Spigston Dancer. I see that, uh, you saw my broadcast. Yeah, and you can just call me Moss. If you speak again, half-orc, yeah. I will put a bullet in your friend's wife's head and then I will torture you for weeks before executing you in the street okay wait like oh shit you mean like right now or from this stop okay speaking now he walks up to glist and he pulls out like a hand cannon a magnum pistol and he says I have no wishes to murder a mother. No wishes at all. To kill a parent of such young children is a crime. To take a wife from this world is a crime. What you did in my club is a crime and he clicks the um the, the the cock of the the pistol and he pushes it against her head and he says you all took some very important things from me and my family and if i do not get them back i will take yours and he points the pistol at uh, Spigs. Your children. And I will set some of the foulest and violent men in this city upon them. And you will watch it happen. After which, you and your wife will die. Your children deceased before you. Spigs and Denser. What you are going to do for me today is pay tribute, and then you shall retrieve what is mine. I know where you live, 
who you are and how to destroy you. There are a few things I want back. The 30,000 credits, I don't give a fuck about. That's nothing to me. Small change. Something we keep around in the club. You took a silver box with black velvet. Something very important inside of that belongs to me and my family. You took six iron keys from me. Very important. And you took a picture of my of my dead wife on our last holiday together. <laughs> on our last holiday together. Jeff, now is not the time. Let the man mourn his wife. <laughs> the tablets, the plants, the gems, the microdrips, the sword, the weapon attachment, I don't give a fuck about. But those other things, I want them back. And your next mission as mercenaries is to get them back for me. You have a day to get them back. You have 12 hours to source them. And if I verify that they are fakes, replications, you will all be tortured for months. I will clean up Darkhaven if it is the last thing I do. The Edict of Ire will belt down on this city like the rain from overhead and cleanse this this place and you just might help me do it Spigston I want you to step forward come over here come on and he sort of waves the gun motioning you to come forward the others you two stay there Cage just puts his hand in his pockets my googly eyes jiggle. <laughs> this this man who gave it a massive monologue just now. Yeah, no, yeah, that, that was that was that was a very long monologue. It didn't feel like I wanted to interrupt. But you started he, laughing. <laughs> that was that was better. He he waves the pistol and he clicks with his other hand. The guards, along with Brax, move up closer past Glist, all pointing their guns at you. Spigs, come over here. And as Spig- you walk up... Yep. Oh, sorry, go. Yeah, yeah Spigs, Spigs gets up and walks across. The guards sort of move out of the way, all pointing their guns at your friends. You move across to the other side of the room with this man... Is, am I closer to Gliss now? Yep. Um, you're, he's... You're, you're about to walk past her. Alright, as he goes to walk past her, he goes, oh, Whatever happens, I love you, Gliss. Okay. You hear her, you hear her like, oh, She's trying to say something to you, but this gag that's been tied in her mouth, she can't let any words out. But there are tears running down her face. Gage, as get, you... wait, Gage says like, Look, I, I don't know that much about all this. 
but it seems like you cared about someone. At least this might be the last time that this couple ever gets to talk to each other. At least let her speak. He points the revolver at you <laughs> and shoots. <laughs> right, right oh. next to your head. Probably... I'd say like five centimetres. A massive explosion of cement sprays across the room as he blasts a, a pretty large size hole in it. That's awesome. It's like sparking with fiery energy. It's like, shut up. And he looks to you and he says, Whoever you are, Gage, shut your mouth. Mm. Is there like dust and like stuff filling a room and everyone's ears are ringing and all that kind of stuff? Everyone's ears are ringing from the the blast, uh, but there's just like some. There's, you've got some dust on you and some little bits of the stone. So, do you think there'd be like negative to perception? Um, probably not. They're blasting these bright, bright lights on you. Okay. And they're all they're facing you, not facing into the light. Where you're facing into these bright, bright lights. Oh, okay. I thought they're on the other wall. Okay. No, no. They're they're pointed at you. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, Spigs, as you walk up uh, with oh, this, Gage, this sorry, Gage also gentleman. puts his hands up above his head. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay, continue. All right. Cool. Um, you walk up to this table. This older gentleman says, Spigston Denser, it is time for you to pay your tribute. You can choose the left or the right and Brax the half orc grabs your one of your he grabs your left arm oh thank goodness there's an arm so he's gonna get one of his members <laughs> choose your left or your right oh this is oh it speaks a left handed or right handed dwarf he's definitely right handed you know he's right-handed. How many left-handed dwarves do you know? Come on, man. <laughs> it's the future. Stop it's, being we're ridiculous. Not a, we're not we're longer held back by Catholicism. Wait, what? what's this got to do with religion? Everything. <laughs> 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 Alright, Spigs is ambidextrous dwarf. Yep. That does prefer his right hand. Jeff just had to open another drink because you insulted religion. So, are you putting forward your left hand or your right hand? He put put forward his left. Okay. Brax grabs your arm, slams it down on the table. (laughs) The old man picks up something from this surgical sort of trolley. It's a... um, It's like this big machete. Says, 12 hours. That's all you've got to get what I've asked you to retrieve for me. What is mine and my family's? Speaks. He grabs you by the beard and like pulls your face towards him. And he says, look down. And as you look down, your arm just below your elbow is cut off. <laughs> He throws your he throws your hand to the ground as your blood starts to spray. Oh, far out! Poor Spigs. That's three out of four. Like, oh man. 
And he turns to his men and says, Get them out of here. And that's where we'll leave this episode. Guys, right. team, people, yeah. listeners, I'm listening. veterans, heroes, fans, listeners, cheeseburgers, thank you for downloading, thank you for listening, thank you for um, supplying a keg of bratwurst to cool. um, to my family. Um, yeah, it was delicious, oh, thanks. Sausages. Anytime. You didn't share any of that with me. No, You're not family. I just ate it all. I just gobbled all those sausages yeah, up. He offered it to your left hand. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't hold on to it. <laughs> You're the brat oh, worst. <laughs> you got the <laughs> brat worst end of this. <laughs> if you would like to like jump on the interwebs and get on the GoFundMe page and maybe, maybe put some money towards Spick's new hand. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, we're not what? starting a GoFundMe. Yeah, yeah, not doing that. D and D characters. You can crowdsource that. <laughs> yeah, Kickstarter. What? What? But what? Why there? Please just go to uh, another website: www.beyondthedice.com. Our Instagram is pretty fun. We take D and D RPG and nerd geek pictures of left hands. Check them out on <laughs> <laughs> at Beyond the Dice. You might take a picture of my left hand. <laughs> yeah. um, if you still have a Facebook page, the way things are going this week, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we still do. Topical, because, yeah, topical. Um, we still have a Facebook page at the moment. Um, Facebook.com/slash/BTDpod. Awesome. And guys, if you have some time, even if you don't have some time, please make some time to jump on iTunes. Please <laughs> give us a review. And then it would it would it'd be so good if we can get more reviews on there. We can expose um, you know the podcast to a wider range of people because the better rating we have on 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 iTunes for this podcast means that it will most likely show up as featured um, or recommended for people, so we can get more listeners. Because the more listeners we have, the uh, the cooler that would be. Look, look, if we get if we get ten more reviews in the next month. Spigs may lose another limb. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. Actually, you know what? You can't keep doing that though. That's not very really replicatable. <laughs> He's only right, one left. This is, this is something we're gonna do. Okay, after the release date of this episode, in two months from that date, if we have ten more reviews, well, ten, I'm going to ten more or I'm, ten. Ten. <laughs> 10, 10 more reviews. I'm going to uh, choose one of those people at random, and then I'm going to send them a um, one of those randomly chosen persons, peoples, a dice set. I'm going to choose a dice set, and I'm going to contact the said person and um, mail it to them. How about that? If we get 10 more reviews. So if you would like a bribe, please give us a review yeah. on iTunes. That's it. Oh, that's really nice.
yeah, I was, you know, we need, we would like some reviews and I want to do something cool like that. Yeah, that, that works for me. Awesome. Because cool I'd ra- rather, rather speak, get some other limb back, but all right, I'll get some dice. <laughs> no, you can't do the review. That's like, you, you can't. You're bit biased. Yeah. I'm not sending you any dice. <laughs> yeah, guys. Okay. So after all that, after um, talking a whole bunch, finding some cool magic items in the trunk of some gangsters' cars... After making our way downtown, walking around, um, downtown, the, the Vice the Hotel. After getting into the home base of the Edict of Ayer and having our arm cut Bye. off and given a new mission, we say. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. That is a 11. Bless you. That's a sneeze. It's raining still. (laughs) Bless you. That's also a sneeze. That's a nose sneeze. That's two sneezes. Uh Is he boogies? All right. All right. All right, mate. All right, mate. All right. You're right, mate. All right. All right.